Hey folks, we're back with our 17th dose and let's get right into it. First, we'll sink our teeth into Two Front, which just raised a $3.5 million seed round led by Kraft Ventures to enable orthodontists to work out of dentist offices, creating a streamlined, cost-effective, one-stop shop for your teeth. And next, we'll feel out Felt, hot off a $15 million Series A led by Footwork and the launch of their public beta to make it easy for anyone to create and share beautiful maps. Then, we'll sweeten things up a little bit with Joywell, a company striving to mitigate sugar-related health issues and environmental impact with their proprietary sweet proteins, fresh off of a $25 million Series B led by Piva Capital. And lastly, get fired up for Torch, which recently announced their $40 million Series C led by 137 Ventures to help companies fuel employee learning and growth amidst the great resignation. Woo! Boy, if those puns are any indication, we've got a real doozy of a dose for our precious pilgrims. We got something for the whole family today. Indeed, yes sir. Let's get into it. You see here, kid? You gotta just go for it. Don't think about what comes after or what came before. You just gotta bend your knees, take a deep breath, and jump. This is Venture Pill with your hosts, Brandon and Sam. We're here to prescribe you your weekly dose of startups and venture capital to keep you informed in the evolving world of venture. Okay, first story Sam and I wanted to cover this afternoon is Two Front, a startup company that just raised a $3.5 million seed round led by Kraft Ventures which is David Sachs's SaaS-centric venture capital firm. Y'all may know David Sachs from the All In podcast, great podcast, very popular. Anyway, let's get into Two Front. I'm going to start by highlighting the problem that Two Front aims to address. So first, I'm going to start with the orthodontists. Today, a majority of orthodontists come out of schooling, 10 plus years of schooling, in 500000 up to a million dollars in debt. On top of that, slap on the operational costs of running a practice, as well as difficulties with insurance. This leads orthodontists to charging patients thousands of dollars for treatment just to stay afloat. Now that, of course, makes it difficult for the average patient to be able to afford orthodontic treatments, which is what has led to the rise in popularity of the direct-to-consumer at-home aligners such as Invisalign. Yeah, and the truth of the matter is that with companies like Invisalign and one I oftentimes see on commercials is Smile Direct Club. Right. It's a very saturated market space. I think there's a lot of other competitors out there. Uh, Truth of the matter with these kinds of companies is that offshore technicians in Eastern Europe with no experience in the dental or orthodontic space are the ones designing these aligners, which was news to us as we saw on the website of Two Front. They're using a tooth management software to move teeth and they're not really certified in, you know, orthodontics like right. like you'd want somebody moving your teeth. Uh, so orthodontists aren't the ones designing the patient's treatment plan. And so that leads to disappointing oftentimes results and honestly dangerous, dangerous treatment. 
Right. And the truth is the the teeth are the opening gate to the face. <laughs> <laughs> right. No, the results can be disastrous if these at-home aligners aren't done correctly. And that's actually where two front comes into the equation. So two front combines tech with an operating system for orthodontists to partner with local dentists to deliver an in-person, more streamlined, and even digital patient experience, all the while at more accessible costs. To quote the blog post uh, made by the CEO of Two Front, think Uber meets Airbnb, but for teeth. Okay, um, I'm thinking about it. That's like hard to... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it sounds great. Yeah. Uh, for, for a venture podcast, you're, you're name dropping some of the most successful venture investments and startups in history. So. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you ever take an entrepreneurship class, sometimes they'll teach you that it, it, it is sometimes good to frame your company in this way. The Uber for something like X for X. Agreed. No, I think the Uber framework just helps people understand kind of the more complex nature of some of these startups. But anyway, the big benefit of Twofront is that everyone wins. There are benefits to every stakeholder in the process. So I'll start with the first two here, and then you can bring it home, Sam. But first stakeholder, of course, is the patients. Now, with Twofront, patients can receive care from an orthodontist explicitly trained in the art and science of shifting teeth. Along with in-person visits, there's a virtual experience that handles everything from scheduling appointments to payment plans, to allowing direct communication between patient and orthodontist. So pretty innovative there in that digital front. Next stakeholder are the orthodontists, which Twofront allows orthodontists to start a hybrid practice for free. So they no longer need to bear the costs associated with building and operating their own brick and mortar practice. Instead, Twofront lets them see patients from local dentists' offices, while still allowing the orthodontists scheduling freedom and flexibility. That's pretty cool. I don't know anybody else doing anything like that. And it also helps out the dentists. That's our third and final stakeholder here with the win-win-win scenario. Dentists have the opportunity to make money without having to use their hands. They can create a large additional revenue stream by providing, at minimum, just one chair once per month and they leverage the two-front platform to run all the orthodontic operations uh, to form a passive income for dentists that may not have been possible before. Right. I think that's the Airbnb component that they're referencing in the Uber right. meets Airbnb. Um, you and I were saying it's kind of like a one-stop shop for teeth, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up, I know I hated going to the orthodontist and the dentist, so why not combine both of them and create just a horrible experience? <laughs> <laughs> no, but in it's all in all seriousness, it, may, it only makes sense. Like, why are there two places you have to go to, especially when you're a kid or a teenager? A lot of, you know, people get braces, and why not kill two birds with one stone? And with this seed round, they plan on expanding to new geographies across the United States so that more people can get the smile and the confidence that they deserve in a more safe and affordable way. We like to say it's democratizing access to a good smile. Oh, yeah, baby. The one-stop shop for teeth. <laughs> I'd also like to quickly add that I always had a great experience with my orthodontist. Shout out Dr. Reisner, my aunt, best orthodontist mm. in the game. If you're in New Jersey, go, go, go find her. 
All right, all right. Our first orthodontist shout-out <laughs> in pill history, okay. Well, second company of the day that we wanted to cover is Felt. They raised a $15 million Series A led by Footwork with participation from Bain Capital Ventures, among many others, in the round. Felt described themselves as the best way to make and share maps on the internet. Whether designing transformational projects with colleagues or planning an epic adventure with friends, you can use Felt's drawing tools, making mapping easy and fun. Uh, You can design them anywhere. You have internet access. The platform lets you explore data, edit maps, collaboratively in real time and share a map in one click. Before we get into a little bit more detail on the company, we wanted to highlight Footwork, which was a new venture capital firm that we had come across for the first time. It was founded by Mike and Nikhil. Mike was the president and COO at a company called Stitch Fix, which he scaled from 20 people to IPO and beyond and brings incredible wealth of company building experience to the table for Felt. Uh, On the other hand, Nikhil founded Artsy and over the last decade has invested in dozens of SaaS businesses as well. So impressive investors there. Now to give a little bit of background on the founder of Felt. CEO Sam Hashemi's early career included designing interfaces for astronauts, scientists, judges, and other folks who were using outdated technologies from the 70s. His first company, Remix, scaled up to over 350 cities in 17 countries and was one of the largest software acquisitions in 2021. His co-founder and friend of 12 years, Ken Duruk, the CTO, was an early engineer at Uber, Dig, Upthere, and runs one of the most popular technology newsletters on the internet. So that's a little bit about the background of the founders of Felt as well as Footwork. Let's get into the problem that Felt is addressing here. Maps are so important to so many industries, and yet they're so hard to make and can really be a bottleneck in a project in a certain industry. Furthermore, they're traditionally found in PDFs, screenshots, or old websites. Of course, nowadays there's plenty of, whether it's Google Maps or other map apps, those map apps are more for exploring an already existing map instead of curating a specific map for what you are trying to do. Also, Felt is trying to be what Google Docs is to sharing documents, maps to sharing maps. Yeah, and so their solution really comes down to three goals after they recently launched their public beta not too long ago. I think it was last week. Uh, So they're fresh on the market for their public beta, and their three goals break down as follows. They want to enable anyone to make a map that they love. Obviously, these folks are map lovers. I love a good map myself. Um, So I'm excited to check it out. There are tools that allow you to mark it up with highlighter, uh, marker, notes, easy to draw along roads and boundaries, and you can add in photos, links, and videos, and it's an overall easy user interface that allows you to do simple things you'd expect like copy, paste, undo, rotating, things like that. Um, You can bring maps to life with data as well. So they have that mixed in. You can expect very fast load times, a built-in library of data that goes along with the maps, and then the ability to manipulate that data as well as add in your own to, to bring those maps to life. Right. I think it's really powerful, the ability that Felt provides here to customize a map exactly to your liking. You and I have some very exciting travel plans coming up with some friends, and I feel like some, something like Felt would be awesome for us to 
collaborate on an interactive map and pick out certain spots we want to hit. Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, there's so many applications and uh, yeah, I would love to use something like that for this. You're, you're allowed to edit it uh, live just as you would a Google Doc. So it, it allows multiplayer editing, which is pretty cool as well. A really cool tool that you're almost surprised to, to think, why hasn't anybody done this before? But they're going after the market, get, getting that market share. And, and that first mover advantage is there's something to always be said for that when there's an idea like this that you wonder why it hasn't been created yet. Right. And I, I think there's also always something to be said when there's a startup idea of something that is so simple once it becomes a company, but beforehand, nobody even thought about that, even like Uber and Airbnb yeah. to reference them once again. So I think, you know, we're excited for Felt's trajectory and we'll see, we'll see where they go. Yeah. They've got some strong investors and they've only just launched. So let's get some pilgrims making some maps and, and yes. help them out and have some fun. I, I love a good map. Cartographers rejoice. (laughs) (laughs) Our third story of the day is Joywell, which just raised a $25 million Series B to bring sweet protein products to consumers for the first time. The Series B was led by Piva Capital with participation from Alumni Ventures, Costla Ventures, and others. So how Joywell works, and get prepared to buzz here, It utilizes a proprietary microbial fermentation process to produce sweet proteins that are nearly identical to those found in berries and other exotic fruits. (laughs) (laughs) These sweet proteins are great at mimicking the taste of sugar. And since they're proteins, they don't impact blood sugar levels or gut microbiomes, which traditional sugar obviously has a large impact on. Right. And on a weight basis, they are actually over 2,000 times sweeter than sugar. So a little bit goes quite a long way. One ton of their sweet protein from fermentation can replace up to 200 to 600 acres of sugarcane fields. But for our coffee drinkers out there, I imagine one single grain of this protein sugar <laughs> would, be enough, would be enough to give you that sweet coffee you're looking for. Yeah. To get into a little bit of their mission, which breaks down into two prongs, if you will. One is really the health side of things. Traditional sugar is the chief culprit in the U.S.'s battle with obesity and diabetes. So if we can, you know, obviously there's a lot of sugar alternatives out there, but are they that healthy? Do they taste that good? Maybe not. So there's an opportunity there to replace sugar for health reasons. But on the other side, there's the environmental impact that sugar growth has. Uh, It requires millions of acres of land, which impacts precious ecosystems. Every 1% reduction in sugar productions leads to approximately 650,000 acres of sugarcane fields saved, according to the website, which is incredible, incredible. So helping people get healthier and helping save the environment, it's a great mission. Right. I love the two-pronged mission there, as you mentioned. And I personally just want to put it out there. I'm not a believer in these alternative sweeteners that are widely available today. Yeah. I say, give me sugar or give me sweet proteins. <laughs> <laughs> give me the sweet proteins. I think as of now, the product that they sell actually right now is three drinks that you'd find in a can. Uh, they have a lemon-lime flavor, cherry ginger, and mint berry. It's supposed to be lower calorie, tastes really good. I'm, I'm excited to try it. 
and I imagine they have big plans to bring this fermented sweet protein to a lot of other applications. Right. So to expand on that, they're, they're certainly being very calculated and responsible with rolling out their product line. So as you mentioned, I believe it's going to be this fall that these drinks hit the shelves. But obviously the ambition is that down the line, these sweet proteins can be used to mimic the sugars that are found in so many candies and chocolate as 70 well. 70% percent of, of processed foods. Right. I read on, yeah. It's, it's insane. Right. So massive opportunity there. Joywell has some great investors at their backing. So this will be a long ride beyond the three cans that we're looking at here on the website. But yeah, excited to try it out. Okay, last company of the day is Torch. And they raised a $40 million Series C round led by 137 Ventures with participation from Initialized Capital and many others. Now, they deem themselves the leading people development platform that harnesses the power of trusted relationships to fuel employee growth and success through three main things. It's one-on-one coaching, mentoring, and group learning. So this is a business-to-business platform that that helps companies maintain and provide growth opportunities for their workforce. Right, and to hone in on the specific need and problem that Torch is addressing here, we are in the midst of the great resignation, which I can't wait to tell my grandkids about (laughs) how life was during the great resignation. But in this great resignation, attracting and retaining strong talent has never been more critical and challenging for businesses So companies that don't provide clear opportunities for growth and learning for their employees certainly are losing an edge. It's something we've covered in previous episodes, and even in last week's episode with Pierre, we had a whole short segment about how he creatively attracts talent. Right. So companies that harness Torch as a people development platform will certainly have a leg up in terms of retaining talent. Yeah, and this is an industry and a a space that I'm pretty well familiar with given my work at Interplay Learning, which provides a similar platform for training and developing talent in the in the blue-collar trades. Um, so it, it's a similar idea, but I imagine more geared towards white-collar jobs and focusing on leadership skills, career growth, more things like that, which I think is a real gap in current business education. So the solution that Torch provides is really a matching of coaches and mentors with employees of their customers based on strengths and needs of that specific individual. So participants can set their own goals, work with their coach and their mentor, as well as take assessments so they can really hone in on the skills they need to to work on. Administrators can easily track progress and growth, which is measured over time, to show that improvement. And they can also customize learning programs specific to that company's initiatives and goals and and company culture. For such a young startup, Torch already touts some really prominent companies as customers. Some of the ones that caught our eye include Reddit, Zynga, Allstate, are you in good hands? And American Express. So a lot of these big corporations are clearly looking to pass the torch, the educational torch, to their talent that they recruit and retain. I would say Allstate is in good hands now (laughs) with Torch. (laughs) They were not before. Yeah. Um, But really, I mean, the the stats speak for themselves. Y'all know Sam and I love good stats. We we love it. Can't get enough. So 
employees who have torch coaching have a 38% higher retention rate and teams are 15% more engaged compared to their uncoached cohort. That's significant impact. That if that means retaining one more important employee that you can encourage to become, you know, a bigger part of the business in a leadership role, that makes so much money down the road, whether it's measurable or not, for a company to be able to rely on talent and, and allow them to grow within to keep the business healthy. Since their last $25 million Series B, which was last year, uh, they've doubled revenue and headcount year over year. Yeah, Torch has certainly lit a flame in the business-to-business education software industry, and we'll be excited to see that fire continue to spread. Indubitably. And that wraps up this week's episodes. Really loved the mix of stories we had this week. Good to be back in our traditional episode structure. We have some more interviews coming up on the docket, but we will be sure to keep a balance of interviews and breaking down headlines in the venture capital and startup space. Right. And you mentioned our travel. You can expect no disruption in the weekly dose. Uh, We'll be pre-recording some episodes with some cool interview guests. We're really excited to release those while we are away and you won't notice we're gone. Yes, the venture pill torch will keep burning. (laughs) You got it. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam. I'm Brandon. And this is Venture Pill. Join us next week for another dose of startups and venture capital. And as always, we appreciate our pilgrims spreading the word about the show. Share with your friends and help someone else make the pilgrimage. Signing off. She told me that she only bumps my music when she's lonely. Thinks my vibe's a little low-key, okie-dokie, that's alright, but wait, I don't know how to do that.